Jesus. We love you. Jesus, we exalt you. We thank you for your presence. Dear Lord, we welcome you here. We know that you're here. So we reach out to you. We look to you. And we receive all that you have for us. Thank you for touching hearts. Thank you for changing lives. Thank you for restoring us. Thank you for lifting us up. Jesus, you're the lifter. You lift your people up. As we lift you up, we too are lifted up. Jesus, when you rose from the dead, you raised us up too. We're resurrected with you. We're seated with you. Jesus, in heavenly places, we're blessed with you. We thank you for it. Father, we thank you for heaven in this place. Heaven come down. Thank you, Father, for the move of your spirit. We welcome you. Do whatever you want to do. Have your way. That's our prayer. Your will be done. In this place as it is in heaven. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Holy Ghost. You can take your seats. Tell your neighbor that you love them. And we welcome all of you again to Embassy of Hope. Pray that you'll be filled with hope today. Jesus is the ultimate hope giver. And all of our hope is in him. That's the correct place to put your hope in Jesus not in this world not in any person not in your job or the government if you put your hope in Jesus you won't be disappointed other things will disappoint us but he will not so let, let's keep looking to him we'll keep our attention on Jesus amen, amen. let him have his way Amen. Amen. Well, I hope everybody's happy. If you're happy and you know it, say amen. 
Y'all have joy in your heart, right? Don't forget to tell your face. Amen. What does joy look like? Right? Let's see that shining shining smile hallelujah in his presence is fullness of joy yeah. what are you so happy about Jesus is in the house why are you smiling Jesus is in my life amen in his presence is fullness of joy Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I'll go home happy. I hope you do too. Hallelujah. This month, we're going to talk about how we can overcome darkness. There's darkness in the world in case you didn't know. Spiritual darkness. And that darkness tries to get in our lives too. It's oppression. And the oppression of this world will try to weigh on you. But in Jesus we can overcome. How to overcome darkness. In January when I was praying for this year the Lord spoke to me about the month of March and he put two words in my heart defeating Dagon sounds dangerous defeating Dagon don't worry Dagon's not scary you might be wondering who in the world is Dagon what is it you'll know soon enough amen and we're going to look in 1 Samuel chapter 5 we'll begin to understand who this character is 1 Samuel chapter 5 and there's just 12 verses in this chapter so we've got four weeks in this month and the plan is to do three verses per week three fours a Hey, very good, man. Vikash, you must be a school teacher, buddy. <laughs> yeah, there's 12 verses. Okay, you all with me? You okay over there? We're going to look at the first three verses today. Okay, so let's read this. It says, After the Philistines captured the Ark of God, they took it from the battleground at Ebenezer to the town of Ashdod. तब 
फलिस्ती परमेश्वर को करार को संदूक कब्जा करें लगे तब तिनी एबेन एजोर They carried the ark of God into the temple of Dagon and placed it beside an idol of Dagon. Tini arule tio boke ra Dagon ko mandir maliye ra Dagon kai chhu mar rakhe. So now you begin to understand what Dagon is. Ani tapai ne ya tha paunu desa Dagon che kio bani ra. It was a false god. Ani tio che uta galat ishwar tio. That they made idols of. Ani jos kuchhi unale murti banaye kuthi. Verse three. Tien padle bansam. But when the citizens of Ashdod went to see it the next morning Dagon had fallen with his face to the ground in the in front of the ark of the Lord so they took Dagon and put him in his place again Holy palta jab Ashdod ka manisar uthe tab tini le Dagon lai param prabhu ko sanduk ko aghi gopti raheko dekhe tab tini har le Dagon lai uthayera tesai ko sthan ma rakhi diye All right so just notice in verse 3 Ani tin pad lai yaad rakhnuhos It says Dagon had fallen Ani ya bhanda sa Dagon che u होप्टो परी रहेको थियो एन्ड दैट सिग्निफाइज डिफीट अनि त्यसले चाहिँ केसलाई देखाउँछ भन्दाखेरि त्यसले चाहिँ हारलाई देखाउँछ इट्स प्रिटी सैड व्हेन यू हैव टू पिक योर गॉड अप अनि एकदमै दुख लाग्दो हुन्छ जब हामीले आफ्नो कसैले आफ्नो ईश्वरलाई देवतालाई उठाउन पर्छ बिकज योर गॉड फेल डाउन सो यू हैव टू पिक हिम अप एन्ड पुट हिम ब्याक ऑन द शेल्फ किनभने त्यो लडेर घोप्टो परेर अब उसलेसलाई फेरि उठाएर माथि राख्न पर्छ दैट्स प्रिटी सैड अनि त्यो चाहिँ एकदमै दुख लाग्दो छ गॉड इज द वन हु इज to pick us up. Ani parmeshwar le po hami lai po uthaunu parne ho ta. We don't pick him up. Hami wahala uthaundaina. He picks us up. Wahale hami la uthaunu huncha. But they had to pick their fallen god up. Tara yaha chai uni herle aafno ghopti raheko ladeko dagun lai uthaera tesko thau ma rakhi. Because he had fallen down. Kina bhane tyo ladeko thyo ghopteko thyo jhadeko thyo. What we're going to learn today. Ani aaja hami ke sikhchau bhanda khiri. Is that Dagon falls when deception अनि दागोन गिर्छ जब जब धोका असफल हुन्छ सो वी आर गोइंग टू डील रियली विथ डिसेप्शन अनि हामी धोका भन्ने कुरासँग आज हामी ध्यान लगाउने छौ एन्ड टुडे द मेसेज इज कॉल्ड डोन्ट बी डिसीव्ड अनि आजको सन्देशले भन्दछ शीर्षक छ कि धोकामा नपर्नुहोस् सो लेट्स थैंक गॉड फॉर हिज वर्ड एंड वी विल कंटिन्यू अनि वचनको लागि हामी धन्यवाद दिएर लगातार हामी जाने छौ फादर वी थैंक यू परमेश्वर पिता हामी तपाईलाई धन्यवाद दिन्छौ द ट्रुथ सेट्स अस फ्री सत्यले हामीलाई स्वतन्त्र पार्दछ वी रिसीव ट्रुथ हामी सत्यलाई ग्रहण गर्दछौ एंड वी रिसीव फ्रीडम र स्वतन्त्रतालाई हामी ग्रहण गर्दछौ इन द नेम अफ जीसस येशुको नाममा फादर वी थैंक यू दैट यू आर स्पीकिंग टु अस अनि परमेश्वर पिता हामी धन्यवाद दिन्छु कि तपाईं हामीसँग बोलिरहनु भएको छ आई आस्क यू टु टीच थ्रू माइ लिप्स अनि म तपाईलाई भन्दछु कि मेरो होचहरूद्वारा सिकाउनु होस् बाय द होली गोस्ट पवित्र आत्माद्वारा इन जीसस नेम येशुको नाममा फादर वी ब्लेस इन्डिया अनि परमेश्वर पिता हामी भारत देशलाई आशीषित गर्नुहोस् ऑल ओभर दिस नेशन अनि यो राष्ट्र भरि नै you for what you're doing ani ami dhanyawad dinchu tyo jo tapai le gariranu bhayeko cha you're moving in india ani ami bharat ma tapai chaliranu bhayeko cha we bless sikkim sikkim lami aashishit bandhachu we call all of sikkim say sikkim lami udhar paeko bandhachu we bless gangtok gangtok lami aashishit bandhachu we thank you that your glory fills this place ani ami dhanyawad dinchu ki tapai ko mahima le yo thau lai bhardacha and wherever we're reaching out to ani ja ja pani ami janchau we thank you for your perfect will being done tapai ko इच्छा पूरा भएको हुनाला हामी धन्यवाद दिन्छौ मे योर किंगडम कम तपाईको राज्य आएको इन जीसस नेम येशुको नाम एभ्रीबडी से अमेन सबैले अमेन भन्नुस् हालेलुया ओके रिमेम्बर व्हाट हैपेन इन 
1 Samuel 5. Dagon fell down. What we're going to see this week and this month is that false gods don't stand a chance in the presence of God. In the presence of the true and living God. False gods can't stand. Darkness can't stand. Oppression can't stand. Sickness and disease cannot stand. When God's presence is manifest. His presence dwelt then in, in the Ark of the Covenant. That's the Ark they brought into the Temple of Dagon. God's presence rested there. And that's why that false god fell down. Well, where's God's presence today? Look at your neighbor. Say, he lives in you. Now, that's true if you believe in Jesus. If you've put your faith in Jesus, then you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And God's presence in you makes all the difference in the world. Who was Dagon? He was a false god. The Philistines made idols of him. They would worship that false god. They would offer sacrifices. In Judges 16.23, if you want to note it down, Dagon is mentioned there. They made a great feast for the god Dagon. Because the Philistines had captured Samson. And so they were, they were celebrating with their false god. Dagon was kind of a a half fish, half man creature. Some sort of fish god. And it's where the mermaid legends came from. If you've ever heard of mermaids, it all goes back to Dagon. So it's an old, old idol, old false god. And most false gods are very old. They, they started popping up through demonic influence. Dagon is one of the oldest. And, and through these false gods, Satan has a plan. What is Satan's agenda here? Satan wants to draw people away from the true and living God. 
Satan wants people to follow after idols so that through those idols he can destroy their life. That's what the devil wants. Satan is the destroyer. And idols give him an, give him an avenue to work through. Then he can bring oppression through that idol to that person's life. Dagon literally means a fish. So you kind of you know it's it's. It's sad but funny that people worship these things. Why would someone worship a fish god? Well, in those days, they oftentimes lived close to the water. Any, any fishermen here or fisherwomen? <laughs> Anybody? And so, but they were catching fish and they were surviving from the food of the fish. So this, this fish, this was like their life source. They, they might have looked to the fish as provider. Or, or nourisher, life giver. And Dagon was also associated with uh, fertility. So again, it's it's like life giver. They were looking to that fish as a life giver. You all know that fish don't give you life, right? Everybody know that? You didn't come from a fish. Some people actually believe they came from fish. We don't worship a fish god. That's because Jesus is Lord. And we worship the true and living God. God gave us commandments against idolatry. For our own good. So let's look at the first commandment that God gave man. This is the first of the Ten Commandments. Leviticus chapter 26. Verse 1. God says, Do not make idols or set up carved images or sacred pillars or sculptured stones in your land so, so you may worship them I am the Lord your God. This is the first command that God gave us. He said, no idols. Don't worship any of them. He said, I am the Lord. 
the devil wants to pull us away from that pull us away from God's commands if he's successful then people become divided in their devotion they worship something else instead of God and that always causes trouble if you worship something else you open the door to oppression I am very thankful to have one God all of my love all of my devotion it's not divided between many I have just one I'm glad to have one wife all of my love goes to one place see it's very freeing there's no complication there and God wants your life to be less complicated so we don't need an image or a photo or a statue we have the real thing we have the true and living God I don't, you know, it's good if I have a picture of my wife. There's nothing wrong with that. But I don't go around and say, I want you to meet my wife. Because it's, it's a photo, it's not her. And if all I did was look at that photo but never looked at her, something's wrong. Something. Right? But look, people are messed up because they're not looking at the true and living God. Their focus, their attention goes elsewhere. Alright, so Jesus, he fulfilled the Old Testament law. And in the New Testament, he gave us new commandments. Somebody asked Jesus, What's the most important commandment? Look in Matthew 22. See what he said in verse 37. Jesus replied, he said, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. All. Amen. 
soul, all your mind. Jesus said, this is the first and greatest commandment. What was the first commandment? Don't worship idols. Jesus said, this is the first commandment. That you love God. Nothing else. That nothing else takes the place of God in your life. Verse 38. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself, he said. What is idolatry? Idolatry is all about loving self instead of others. Now, it's okay to love yourself. But don't forget to love others. And what idolatry does is it's all about me and not about anybody else. Idolatry makes us love something or someone else instead of God. And it could be myself. In the last days, people will be lovers of themselves more than lovers of God. Sometimes the biggest idol in the house is the person standing there. They're their own idol. It might surprise you. But this ancient Dagon idolatry worship. It still exists today. Now Again, what does idolatry do? It gets your focus off God. And then truth is replaced with a lie. This is what a, a priest of Dagon would have looked like. He's got a nice fish. Costume on. Ani usko matcha ko costume cha luga cha. Little fish head hat. Ani toko mapani matcha ko topi cha. Okay, and now this fish god has its different forms in religion today. Ani yo matcha ko Ishwar ko aja vibhinna kuraaru ma isko afne form cha afne roop cha. There's something you might find around here somewhere. Ani tapai le tadir apni bhetau na sokno unsa. More modern religion. Ani aile ko adunik dharma ho bani. See these priestly garbs, these robes that some religious people wear. You see that hat. It relates to that fish head. This is Dagon today. Still trying to poison hearts and minds. And this stuff even shows up in the corporate popular world. 
Now this is not by coincidence. There is a fish creature on that logo. I don't know if everybody can see it. They got the mermaid on there. What does all this mean? That you shouldn't drink Starbucks? Well, maybe. I'm, I'm getting my own convictions as I study this about that. See, the devil has to try to get in somehow. You know, it's not by chance that some things become very popular in the world. Even the most popular coffee drinks. coffee drink so we'll leave that alone. I like coffee. But I'm not interested in worshipping Dagon every time I take a drink. It's not so much about coffee, okay? What's this about? It just shows us that the deceiver that's Satan he's busy and he's looking for a way to influence humanity. He's looking for a way to poison a heart, poison a mind. And he'll do it however he can. The devil will do it through religion. The devil will do it through consumerism. The devil will poison people through even education. Or some profession. It could be anything. The devil's busy. He's looking for any way he can find. He wants to deceive people. And in the last days, those are these days, the Bible tells us deception is a major problem. That we have to beware of it. If the devil can deceive you, then he will. That's true for every person alive. If the devil can deceive you, he will. So how can you make yourself deception proof? That's how we defeat Dagon. We read in the book of Revelation how Satan is a master deceiver. He, man he manages to deceive the whole world. Revelation 13, 14. It says he deceived all the people who belong to this world. He ordered the people to make a great statue of the first beast. 13, 14. 
तेरको चौदह पर अवतेश जानवर को दृष्टि में तेसला काम करना देखो चिन्हारुद्वारा पृथ्वी में मानिस अलातेसले ये सब बंदे ठोकतो रहे इस किसीर मा तरवार को चोट लागे र पनी बांचे को जानवर को मूर्ति बनाओ भनेरा अन्य बंदे से तेसले खाली अलग दिन मानचेले मात्र धोखा मा पारे ना तेसले सारा मानचे अलाइचे पृथ्वी मा बस नेर to the world. And again introduces some form of idolatry. You see the relationship. Deception and idolatry are always going together. And this is what the devil does. This is how he works. He deceives people. If you look back in chapter 12, verse 9, talking about the devil, so it says the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan, just so we wouldn't be confused who, who this is. <laughs> He deceived the whole world. The, to defeat darkness. Or Dagon. Or the devil. You have to defeat deception. Because Satan convinces people. He convinces people that something that's evil is good. That's deception. And it's very powerful. It usually isn't obvious evil. I mean, if something is obviously evil, people usually won't go for it. So the devil has to make it look a little good. Somehow it's okay. So the devil knows how to sugarcoat evil. Sugarcoat it. Make it look sweet. A little poison mixed with uh, a little truth. Then it looks not so bad. It's not so bad. I was trying to think of what I could do. I, if I could get a nice big piece of fruit. Everybody likes suntala, right? And if I had a nice orange, juicy looking orange, 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 orange. maybe you all would have a little bit of, mm, that looks yummy. It looked good on the outside. But what if I cut it open and it was like black on the inside? Nobody would want it then. So the devil doesn't show you the black part. He shows you the orange part. And people go for it. Because it looks okay. It's not okay. A little poison is too much. A little 
little darkness is too much. So what must we do? Don't be deceived. Amen. Amen. To overcome darkness. To defeat deception. We have to keep looking to Jesus. Because he is the truth. We look at the finished work of Jesus. We look at the cross. We look at the sacrifice. We don't make an idol of the cross. Jesus isn't hanging on a cross anymore. But we're looking to him. And the work that he did for us. And we're allowing him to strip away from our lives anything. Even if it's just a little bit idolatrous. You've got to let Jesus do that. Strip everything ungodly from our lives. Now, that doesn't usually happen overnight. If God did it overnight, we'd all die. But he's working. And if you let him keep on working, you will defeat every form of darkness in your life. It means that we give no place to Satan. It means we allow nothing to interrupt our fellowship with Jesus. It means that I lose myself. If you lose yourself, Jesus said, you'll find yourself. And as I said, sometimes that's the biggest idol. The human ego. It almost sounds the same. Ego idol, idol ego. That's what we have to overcome. So here's a quick test. You can just mark yourself yes or no, true or false, whatever. Are you more concerned about how you look on the outside or the inside? Check one of those, outside or inside. Do you spend more time looking in the mirror on the wall or the mirror of God's word? You have at least two mirrors in your possession. One of them hangs on the wall. One of them is your Bible. Which one are you looking into more? Do you talk about yourself 
or about Jesus more. If it's all about me, it will never be all about him. We cannot serve two masters. Deception is a form of distraction. And you have to give some effort to keep your focus on Jesus. Because if the devil can deceive you, if he can distract you, then he will. He absolutely will. He deceives the whole world. Everyone who belongs to the world. Do you belong to the world or do you belong to Jesus? Those are our only options. And my life will show who I belong to. Dagon falls when deception fails. And, and deception fails when truth prevails. One more passage of scripture. We started in 1 Samuel 5. Now let's go to 1 John 5. We'll read verses 20 and 21. 1 John 5, verse 20. says, We know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know Him that is true, and we are in Him that is true, even in His Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Verse 21. Little children. Keep yourself from idols. Amen. Amen. You see what we see? What do we see here? You've got Jesus on one side. The true and living God. Eternal life. The one we should be looking to. Jesus is alive. He's coming again. And he can captivate your heart. He can capture your attention like no one else. I woke up this morning and I had the coolest thoughts. And I just had to write them down. I like that. I like to have Jesus captivating my mind. You can have that. Or you can have a fish god. You can have some kind of idol. Idols don't give life, they suck the life out of people. But Jesus will give eternal life. 
This exhortation is for us today. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. And remember, an idol is just not an image of a false god. An idol can be anything. If it takes God's place in your life. And so I urge you as God's people. Worship Jesus. Don't allow anything to come between you and Jesus. Don't allow anything to take his place in your life. Nothing should cause you to be distant from him. Nothing. We're to give him all of our hearts. Not some of it. Amen. Amen. Don't hold anything back. Give everything to Jesus. Anything could be an idol. If it takes God's place. First place. First priority. Our time. Our focus. Our energy. Where is it? And you have to ask yourself. And I want to ask you. If you'll make a fresh commitment today. To live for Jesus. To let Jesus be first in your life. If you say yes. Then you can stand. And the worship team can come. If you say yes, that you will give Jesus all of your heart, then I want to invite you to stand up. If you'll give Jesus all of your heart, He's worthy. He loves you. There's nothing he wouldn't do for you. And there's nothing that we shouldn't be willing to do for him. You only have room for one God in your life. Don't allow any other gods. Don't allow any idols. Not a job. Not a possession. Not a person. Nothing takes the place of Jesus. Nothing keeps us far from Him. 